What's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck It Out Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media. Check out all the Luck It Out Podcast uh, goodness wherever you can find it. SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, uh, Twitter, you name it. We're on all of it. Today we are discussing The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. A 2019 psychological horror film directed by Robert Edgers. Directed, produced by Robert Edgers, also co-written uh, the screenplay with his brother, Max Eggers. This movie is shot in black and white with... Uh, it's not quite a perfect square, but it's almost shot in the exact same format that older pictures were uh, were shot in. So almost, uh, not quite 4 by 3 but it's... Uh, I, some I think someone said like four by five by something. I, I I don't know exactly the measurements, but it's a square fucking picture. <laughs> um, so uh, this movie had its world premiere at the seventy second Canes Festival premiere. I was aware of it because I think nonstop. I don't know how many uh, critics couldn't stop talking about the Vich and. So what I ended up doing was checking out The Lighthouse and then going back and checking out The Vich. So we've already dropped the review for The Vich, but um, The Lighthouse was good enough, I will say, to uh, to go back, to make me want to go back and check out his previous work. Robert Eggers is an interesting director. I talk way more about his, a um, uh, little bit of his previous career um, on the, the Vich podcast um, we just recorded it and dropped it, but um, yeah, I am really impressed by this guy's second directorial debut. Um, I think what most people are going to take away from this movie is the notable direction, the cinematography, the acting, and uh, the way that this movie makes you feel once again claustrophobic as fuck, just like the uh, the Vich. Um, both they uh, different kinds of horror, diff- both different kinds of psychological horror. Um, this is the kind of movie I would probably prefer to um, to the two. I know they're both uh, very different in um, summation, but they they are both bottle films. They are both psychological horror films that have to do with. Uh, kind of the dissection of the Vich is about the dissection of a family, then the lighthouse is about two men. And so, um, most notably, this movie stars uh, William Defoe and Robert Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson, we all know William Defoe can um, act. We, we, we've seen him act in everything from The Florida Project to Spider-Man to, uh, I, I, what is what was one of his earliest movies boondock saints and uh uh platoon and you know he's he's been in movies forever um and he and he continues to be in uh great roles um what else has robert pattinson been in he's well he's been in tons of things he got his start in uh 
his big role was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and he went on to go into the Twilight series, and he's really done uh, some of his best work outside of the big blockbusters, in my opinion. Here, let me move this mic real quick so I don't have to quite yell. I think my computer's starting to get a little hazy. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, so... When I realized Robert pa Robert Pattinson was an amazing actor was around the time when he was in the movie uh, Good Time, directed by the Safdie brothers. I also have that. Uh, oh, that's an older review, so go back and check that out in the archives. But that is an amazing um, dissection of a guy that's kind of losing it, but kind of on the streets. This... Uh, this performance by Robert Pattinson, he gets to play a uh, uh, a guy that's losing it in a lighthouse. And so the uh, essential plot of the lighthouse revolves around this. So the synopsis for the lighthouse. The hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island in 1890s. So, yeah, I, I mean, straight off the bat, it's uh, it's an interesting premise for, you know, these two uh, amazing actors to um, tackle. And we also have got an interesting director behind it, Robert Edgers. And so after watching The Witch, I can see how everybody was way hyped for this movie um, in a way that makes me more excited. I think they were both A24 films, so they kind of have that art housey feel, both kind of lower budget. Um, this movie comes in at, The Lighthouse comes in at one hour and 49 minutes. And like I said, let's do the pros, direction, the acting, the casting. Like there's, you know, the two people that are in it, amazing casting. Um, writing, the dialect of the actors, the way they speak, it feels so um, real and lived in. I mean, my goodness, William Defoe, I think he's definitely going to be on the lookout for an Oscar nomination after this. Um, Pattinson is amazing as well, but Defoe just seems to look like he came straight from the depths of a lighthouse. And... Uh, the the story yeah the uh story is very much a psychological thriller in a way that can be kind of i could see some people complaining about wondering what things are real what things aren't real and if you aren't if you're the type of person that needs to know everything is happening is set in stone you know maybe this isn't for you maybe you know a uh, maybe just stay away from the art house films or in a way that you know sometimes that can be that in that um realm but uh occasionally you'll find one you like uh, this movie is funny. I found myself laughing a lot. I, it's for as um, kind of darkly comedic it is, um, or for how dark it is, it is awfully comedic. And so I would almost categorize this as a dark comedy in a way, just because of the interaction between the two just becomes, um, eventually it becomes too much to handle. But there are parts that I felt I found myself laughing at. Uh, unlike The Witch, I thought The Witch took itself way too seriously in a way that um, the only way you would have been laughing is if you had a buddy or somebody there watching it with you and y'all were, you know, a couple of glasses of wine deep or whatever you do. And so I, I just felt like this had the levity that the witch never had. So the sound, the score, 
just like in The Witch, I'm kind of comparing the two, but just like in The Witch, they use them to full effect. I mean, it, it feels like you were actually in a fucking lighthouse the majority of the time you're watching this movie or you're in a house beside the light, uh, lighthouse because it constantly feels like wind's blowing. It constantly feels like you're beside a rough ocean. It just seems intense. I don't really, um, you know, it, it, it's great. So... A couple of things that I wasn't so hot on the movie with have to do with uh, the story and the predictability of the story. Yes, I will say the psychological aspects kept me on my toes, but overall I found that I've, I thought I had the plot of the movie figured out maybe 40 minutes in um, just because of I've, I've seen this narrative structure of a story happen before, you know, two guys go on a place and then, you know, some, you know, craziness ensues. Um, so, uh, there's only so many ways it could have turned out. And I felt like they just kind of led too many hints to say that this was going to happen. Or I just felt like I was unsurprised by the ending. I was enjoying the ride. I enjoyed pretty much the entire movie and I was, uh, I was never bored. Uh, I was, always entranced by this uh it's not four by three but i'm just going to call it a four by three ratio it's uh the square picture ratio and um having um black and white with the sound it, it felt very much like uh we had 2019 technology making a 1930s 1920s movie i don't know it was it was very impressive and I love the long shots of the lighthouse, the wide shots of the lighthouse, just um, very far away. And it, it, it was amazing how much uh, usage they could get out of just staring at the lighthouse and uh, watching that light go round and round. And you can see the the craziness ensue on these uh, the faces of these two, you know, actors. It, it's it's amazing. Um, the message of the movie, I honestly don't really know. Um, by the way, Jaron Blansky is joining back up with Robert Edgers uh, with his, as the cinematographer for um, uh, sorry, the cinematographer and uh, the music is both being joined back up with Robert Edgers. Music by Mark Coven. And cinematography by John Blansky. Um, so, the thing about the movie I would say that I have the biggest quibble with is I'm not really sure what the critical response of the message is supposed to be from this. I was very much like, whoa, you know, that was intense. Um, I really thought it was going to be a little bit more specific to the problems that these guys were having. And sort of by, I think, the hour 20-minute mark or something like that, when there's about 20 minutes left, I was kind of confused because there's, uh, there's indications that, you know, I, I kind of have to wait for spoilers to talk about this. But, um, yeah, let, let's, let's hop into spoilers and I can talk about spoilers for... Um, the Lighthouse. So, in three, two, one, spoilers for The Lighthouse. Might. I don't know why I gave it a Australian um, accent. They're not from Australia. They're from New England. 
<laughs> okay, so we'll just ignore that. We're just going to pretend that we're just going to write it out. A um, couple crazy parts in this movie. Nothing to the extent that uh, the the Vich had. That fucking thing at the beginning of the Vich felt traumatized the hell out of, I think, about everybody that saw that. Um, but I, I, won't, I won't talk about it. You can go to the Vich podcast to listen to that. Um, I'll, I can put it in the show notes if you'd like. Um, what was I going to talk about? Oh, the message. The message seems to be somewhat of obsession, but with... Well, let me back up a little bit. I was going to say with the majority of the movie being focused on the two men um, and their work, that it doesn't seem to have much of a message. But at the beginning, it kind of has that you know, that quote-unquote action that sets the tone for what you're looking to have happen later in the movie. So in this movie, um, let me just say The Lighthouse, um, we see Defoe at the top of The Lighthouse kind of, you know, hogging it, keeping it all for himself. He wants to be the only one up there, and he's up there naked just doing butt-fuck-knows-what. I like... I, like, I think they cut to him standing up upstairs at the lighthouse numerous times, and you as the viewer are kind of using your brain as to, like, what the fuck is going on up there? And it's very much the same sequence of events sort of as in The Vich. Now, without spoilers, um, they use the woods kind of in that same manner. The woods... Uh, you know, long, long, awkward shots of the woods that are just uncomfortable to sit through with dreary sounds and uh, in the background. And it's just, uh, it's creepy all around. And so the thing about the movie is I feel like I have to go back and, you know, Robert Edgers definitely has a way of making you want to go back and rewatch his movies to see what you missed the first time. It's definitely one of those psychological um, traps in a way you could think of if you want to think about it like that. But, um, yeah, the message is a little bit muddled for me other than obsession and, yeah, I really couldn't tell you other than that. And it's such a vague message that I couldn't, you know, specifically pinpoint it down. Um, might have to add more show, add more additional notes to the message in the show notes. But um, there's a lot of comparisons to uh, Poseidon, uh, having, you know, Defoe as Poseidon. Um, we also have this animal motifs representing um, different living things or, or di- you know, representing different things. So in the, you know, the Vich, there's kind of this animal motif going on throughout the entire movie. In addition to this movie, we have uh, seagulls are taking the place of the animal motifs in this movie. And the seagulls are supposed to represent uh, the vessels of uh, dead sailors. And so it's bad luck to fuck with the seagulls. And so we do see that one intense scene of Robert Pattinson grabbing that seagull and swinging it crazy, throwing it around and... uh, 
you know, bashing it against a rock and whatnot. Just way intense. I understood that, you know, they were on the rock for like four weeks. And I will say the pacing for the first four weeks of them being there, I really felt like was like, wow, this is this four weeks is going by pretty fast. I mean, it's kind of a shitty gig that you having to be on this lighthouse island or whatever the fuck. But um yeah, and, and provisions are kind of limited. But other than that, the uh, the the situation seemed to be going relatively fast. It's only up until they say, "Oh, the 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 boat is on the way," and then the boat doesn't show up, and you're like, "What the fuck? Um, what's going to happen now?" And that's when time gets all wonky. And at some points, it feels like he's outside uh, during the daylight and then it flips to nighttime and then vice versa. I swear there was one part where Robert Pattinson was, uh, going up to the lighthouse. What I thought was, I guess it was in the middle of the afternoon or morning or something. I don't know, but he goes up there to the lighthouse. I swear he was going up during the evening because he goes up there and sees a body. And when he sees that body, I thought that I thought the body was either going to be the previous guy that used to work there with uh, Will- Willem Dafoe's um, character, Wake, uh, or it was going to be Robert Pattinson. I could not tell, and I'm going to have to go back and rewatch to see who it was um, to figure that out. But Willem Dafoe shows up and grabs Will- uh, Robert Pattinson as he's pick as Pattinson's trying to figure out whose body that is at the top of the lighthouse. Willem Dafoe's turning around and the fucking lighthouse is beaming from his the beam is coming from his eyes and going into the face of Robert Pattinson, blinding him, making him run out of the uh lighthouse and then all of a sudden from there Willem Dafoe says something like uh, you know what, you, you, you're actually, uh, wake or something like that. He tries to like change, he, he's like trying to change the narrative of what the hell's going on. And I have no idea where that came from. It got me real confused whenever, uh, Willem Dafoe says that he's not actually, uh, Ephraim Winslow, but his name is Thomas Howard. And... I, you know, there's there's some, like, stuff that's up in the air. Robert Pattinson seeing these tentacles in the, uh, as, you know, where the lighthouse is. And then seeing, like, the Poseidon, uh, seeing Willem Dafoe turn into Poseidon as uh, they're fighting on the floor. And, uh, and then there's a mermaid that's randomly popping up throughout the entire movie. Of course, it's the first... He gets the figurine at the beginning, and uh, and he's jerking off to it. It's the entire movie. It's like, good lord, um, and so, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little bit confused in some parts. I did. I felt like we saw the face of the other, uh, the other guy that was in the lighthouse and. 
and his you know his mouth was like meshed up or something like that like they had sewn it together or something it was it was intense it was that robert pattinson i i honestly like i said this is a movie you gotta go back and rewatch. there's just so many things you get you like second guessing very much like in the style of the bitch always trying to learn a little bit more about the mythology of what the hell's going on in this movie just the history or what the background just give me some uh the 411 you know what i'm saying so yeah that is the lighthouse 2019 Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm not sure if it's going to make top 10, but we're going to have to check. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. Check out all the social media links. Like I said, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff. And comments, questions, concerns at luckydogpodcast at gmail.com, paypal.me slash luckydogpodcast for all donations. Thank you for listening, and take it easy. rock five weeks two days help me to recollect i did forget to mention that a uh, whole last little section of robert pattinson actually getting to see the lighthouse um Whoa, that was intense. He's just like, I mean, I, I was. There's another movie that this kind of reminds me of. I don't really want to say it at this moment, but it has to do with uh, the main character finding this ultimate entity at the end of the movie, and kind of not quite becoming obsessed with it, but the entity and the person become one. So. This isn't exactly what happens, but Robert Pattinson ends up getting, like, blasted by the light or by the, uh, whatever the obsession is of this, uh, lighthouse. And falls all the way down the stairs of the lighthouse, but then somehow, like, ends up on the outside of the lighthouse with seagulls pecking at him. So it's like this big womp-womp of irony, um, of him getting his eyes pecked out and, you know... Ends, uh, insides fucked up. So, um, yeah, I did want to just kind of touch on that. That was a pretty crazy uh, little intricate section right there at the very end to slide in for his final arc. Um, and uh, also, the seagulls get redemption as well. Also... Willem Dafoe was so nasty in this movie. I forgot how many times he was just like, just all around this entire fucking movie. I was like, if I hear this guy fucking fart one more time, I was going to be like, well, uh, Robert Pattinson throwing that shit and it all coming back and slapping me in the face. Oh my gosh. That's what I felt like. But, uh, that that shit was so funny. I, I I will say that I, I can't wait to check it out again.